Hey, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. We are sponsored by our best sponsor, right? Leap Spirits. Leap Spirits. It's awesome. And today we're making a drink. Rags, you are the master of the drink. So what are you making for us today? Today we're making a Leaping Greyhound. And so this is a really very basic drink. Of course, we're going to start with our Leap Spirits vodka. One and a half ounces in each drink. And Dane, this is so easy. You can do this at home. I'm either using a tumbler or a highball glass. And then next, we're just going to get some grapefruit juice. Fill that most of the way. Guys, I love this. This is looking really good. Absolutely. And then just a splash of cranberry juice. Wisconsin's finest cranberry juice. Absolutely. And then we're going to garnish with some grapefruit slices. Look at this. And we're all set to go. Cheers, Cheers, go back go. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say. Good evening and welcome in to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags. Joining me as always is Dane and uh, I, I, we, yeah, what's up Dane? We're previewing the three and six Packers amidst a five game losing streak hosting the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. It's so bad folks that we decided to skip our Monday recap and who can blame us Dane and this is getting to be you know a struggling season of epic forces that none of us saw coming but um, uh, do you have any thoughts I guess just before we get into this week's matchup I know you had uh, the frustrations I have some frustrations on the state of this team we'll get into some of the injuries the bad news there from last week but man I really thought that we would see a four-quarter performance on both sides of the ball and last week with the Lions. But defense was pretty good. Uh, offense, again, did not show up. So, Dane, what's your state of mind uh, with this season as, as we uh, embark on Mike McCarthy's return to London? I can't believe it, Regs. Um, it's so bad. The fact that we lost to the Detroit Lions says it all. Um, Detroit Lions at, were a one-win team. Green Bay comes into Detroit with this football game. Uh, it, it's as bad as we could have, um, you know, feared. It's it, it's pretty bad football. The Packer offense yet again looks completely abysmal. And um, so, yeah, now we have Mike McCarthy coming in to Green Bay. Um, and I, you and I circled this before the season started, buddy, as a game you and I wanted to go to. This is a game that we were like, this is a big deal. This could be like a, a battle of the juggernauts, Mike McCarthy coming back home to Green Bay. And now look what we have. We have a, we have a, a, a bad Packer football team playing the Dallas Cowboys at home. And and right now, I 
I would love to see a victory, but it's it's exceedingly frustrating to see what we're seeing. And um, I'm extremely disappointed in this season by the Green Bay Packers. I don't think I'm saying anything that's out of turn from Green Bay Packer fans. And now Mike McCarthy's coming to town. I'd love to kick the crap out of the Dallas Cowboys, but I just don't know if the Packers have that fight in them right now. Um, this is a 3-5 and five football team that looks like a team that is lucky to have won a football game over the last five weeks. Yeah, so the next three opponents, uh, albeit two games at home here, the Cowboys this week at the Titans next Thursday night. Uh, next three opponents, 19 and 5 combined records. So uh, the easy, supposed easy part of the schedule is long in our rearview mirror. And, uh, so believe it or not, mathematically, Packers are still only one and a half games out of the house. In the NFC, I, I don't understand it either, Dane, but somehow uh, they're not mathematically eliminated. They may not be for a while. Uh, so <laughs> it's, you know, we're frustrated. Packer fans are frustrated. It seems like this season is over for all intents and purposes after that loss last week. Um, so I'm not going to hold out hope that things turn around. But, Dane, we're a Packer podcast, so... Uh, what 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 are we going to do except to talk about factors in the games that we have in front of us? And uh, quite honestly, let's just see if we can get some things. I, I just want to yeah. have some something good to hang on to and, and some glimmer uh, of positivity to talk about one of these weeks. Uh, we've never had to go through a five-game losing streak. We started this podcast in the midst of Mike McCarthy's last season, so now it comes yeah. full circle. And here we are, and even in that, they didn't uh, have any five-game losing streaks. That was, uh, I felt about as bad as it could get with Aaron Rodgers on their center as a quarterback. And here we are, uh, yeah. five years later, and it's, uh, it's come full circle. So go figure. Uh, but, um, yeah, Dane, I think let's just dive in. Yeah. Got some rosters. There were some big injuries. I think let's start uh, with. Injury, out for the season, ACL injury, obviously a devastating injury, no matter what the record is, um, and you have to hope that uh, that isn't something that uh, leads into next year, but based on the timing, um, that's going to be uh, not the type of injury you want your budding uh, star defensive uh, lineman, or I guess I should say outside linebacker, um, having a breakout season. And uh, he, it just it's a tough one to see that happen. Uh, but um, what do you think the immediate impact is uh, to this Packers defense? Well, you know, if you had asked me, Wags, this week after a five-game losing streak, what would have been the worst injury the Packers could have um, had? I would say an injury, a long-term injury to Rashawn Gary. That's my honest answer. Um, he, I think that he is a centerpiece to the Screen Bay Packers defense long term. Um, so looking at it from that way, um, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough loss. Um, this week, um, and, and going forward, we're going to have to dig deep with our outside pass rushers. This is already a thin group going into this week. Um, you know, Tipa Nalei is a guy who's been injured. Um, and, you know, I think we've seen an emergence from J.J. Enigbare, and now J.J. is going to get thrust right in, um, front and center, 
He's very likely starting this week. He's a fifth-round rookie. Dude's probably going to be playing an awful lot of snaps this week. Um, we saw Jonathan Garvin kind of get scrapped. He's been a healthy scratch some weeks. Um, so the Packers clearly don't have like a, a lot of trust in him. I, I could see Ladarius Hamilton getting called up quite a bit. Um, it's a thin, it's a thin roster spot at this point, and now the Packers are just going to roll out the best guys that they have. So, Wags, there's not a lot of answers right now. I, I wish I could say that there's a bunch of dudes lining up to take take um, take names, but right now there's some practice squad guys, and the Packers are just going to roll some guys out, and hopefully somebody catches fire. JJ and Igbari, uh on the other side of Preston Smith has played well in limited snaps, but now we're asking a lot of a fifth round rookie, dude's gonna be playing a ton of snaps. It's just it's a it's 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 a tough row to hope uh going forward with uh with uh Rashawn Gary out for the this season. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how the Cowboys want to keep um Packers because yeah uh, different position, but it looks like Vondra Campbell has to be to practice. And then uh, of course Chris Barnes who was activated off the IR and played last week. Uh, is also uh, nursing a knee injury and isn't practicing this week. So uh, really thin at the entire linebacker position, both inside and outside. And so this is a Cowboys team. Zeke Elliott is uh, nursing injury. Probably would be a surprise if he plays this week, but he looks like they missed it in the last couple of weeks. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see how they attack. And, of course, uh, Dak Prescott, is just getting more and more healthy as he's returned right. here recently. This is a cowboy offense that I think just kind of held together, leaned on their defense, and that's how they've gotten the record that they've gotten. But uh, don't kid yourself, they've got some weapons, and I think with Dak Prescott back at quarterback, uh, I'm not the biggest Dak Prescott fan. However, we've seen in a one-game situation, he can really cause a lot of problems. And uh, so it's going to be a, a little bit of a different cowboy offense that this Packer defense is going to have to be prepared for uh, than what you're looking at on paper statistically or what they've been able to do to attack a team all season. So there's more dyna- dynamic ability, I think, of this offense with Dad Prescott on the center, no doubt about it. Uh, so, uh, Dane, what, what then do you expect the Packers to do? Is it going to be McDuffie? And uh, Quay Walker in the middle again this week if if Devondre Campbell and Chris Barnes are. It has to be. Uh, I, it has to be, and, and that's a tough. That's tough to swallow too. I mean, this is what we're looking at, Wes. This is a roster right now that has a lot of injuries to it, but also isn't deep in certain spots, and they're getting exposed. And I'm, forgive me folks listening, I'm normally pretty optimistic, but I'm frustrated because this is a team that right now, um, just, you're seeing the um, weaknesses exposed throughout the roster. And, and we have, we have, you know, a number of inside linebackers, uh, through the course of the last few years, but McDuffie's gonna have to play now. I'll tell you what, McDuffie has played some good football for the Packers. Um, Better than I would have expected the last couple of weeks. But now we're going to lean on him yet again. I've got to think that Isaiah McDuffie, if Chris Barnes is unable to go, he's going to be the guy in the middle. And then after that, it gets extremely thin. Do the Packers go to a nickel or a dime, right? We only have so many guys on the inside of this defense right now. So this is a thin um, defense uh, in the inside. And I don't think Devondre Campbell's going to go. He hasn't practiced all week, as you mentioned. So... 
um, this is what we're dealing with. And it's, it's, it's tough. It's, um, it's a tough road to swallow right now. It just is what it is. This is going to be a defense that is going to hold things together. It's going to have to be in the second division. So let's talk a little bit about yeah. what they've done there this week. And of course, Eric Stokes goes out for the week, and that could be a long term injury as well. And so they were active. They were three and six, and Judy gets active. But um, the Raiders cut Jonathan Abram this week, former first round pick. Uh, 2019 draft. In fact, it was drafted six picks after Darnell Savage went in that same draft. And so the Packers put in a waiver claim and they've got Jonathan Abram on the roster now. So, Dane, I ask you, uh, let's just dive right into this uh, perspective scenario. Did the Packers just go out there with Clay Walker as the lone inside linebacker, similar to what they did with Ronda Campbell last year? Roll the dice. Let's throw Jonathan Abram right in the fire out there at safety uh, next to uh, Adrian Amos. And is that is this now the guy that enables defense coordinator Joe Barry to play Darnell Savage in the slot more often? And um, and then by design, you're you're putting uh, you're putting your guys uh, moving your guys around as Will Douglas is now outside. And not a yeah. Well, we we sent offline, and I I, I know folks are going to say I'm crazy by saying this, uh, but could this secondary have improved? Not because they they're losing Eric Strokes, but because this allows a couple of guys to potentially be in a position that's a more natural fit for their abilities moving forward. Well. I'm not against it. I mean, this is a pack of coaching staff legs, and I'm curious to, I want to hear your take too. I, this is a pack of coaching staff that's talked about Darnell Savage Jr. maybe being impactful at, at the, uh, slot position for this defense. If they actually believe it, I want to see it happen. I want to see them put him in there because he has not been impactful at the safety role this year for this defense, right? Um, so I would love to see Darnell Savage at least get an opportunity. And I think Jonathan Abram, the dude, he can play football. I, I, I have read a ton of boards, message boards from the Raiders fans. We've talked to Raiders fans offline and Raiders fans have said, you know what? Jonathan Abram's kind of a scapegoat. That's what I keep hearing from Raiders fans. He's been a scapegoat for this, um, this current coaching staff and this current GM and, and maybe he hasn't lived up to that first round draft potential, but a lot of these fans have talked about, like, that's the guy you're cutting right now. You know, like, they, it doesn't seem like fans uh, for the Raiders were huge, like, hugely down on Jonathan Abram. They thought he was okay. And they thought that he's gotten better as the season's progressed. Um, so I'll tell you what, I'm glad the Packers were able to place a claim. I've seen time and time again people say that when he got released, they said, you know what, dude's going to get picked up off waivers. And, and they were trashing the Raiders for, for releasing him. So I'm glad the Green Bay is going to take a shot. They're going to take a look at a guy. Um, so now I'm curious to see what they do with Darnell Savage. Um, because right now he hasn't been good. Do they put him into that slot role? Maybe, you know, putting Razul. We've talked about it, Lance, right? You and I have talked a lot extensively on this podcast. Razul Douglas is probably better on the outside. 
Um, so now Razul's going to be outside. Jair's going to be outside. Does Darnell Savage slot in there? I say let's go for it. We're a three and five football team. Um, we're a team right now that is um, scraping to try to find answers, try to find ways to win football games. Any win at this point is going to be a big deal for this Green Bay Packers football team. And if, if Jonathan Abram can come in and we can put guys in different positioning, I say I'm all for it. Now, I'm curious. I'm going to put the question back on you. Are, are you comfortable with putting Darnell Savage in the slot based on the current personnel that we have on this defense? Well, he played a lot of slots under the coach Pat. And he yeah. did really well. So I think, in fact, he was playing almost 70% of, of, of his snaps uh, in this spot. So I, whether that was, you know, truly lined up against uh, the other opposing team's uh, slot receiver or that was just more positionally where he's lined up on the field, that's, that's where he's played his best football for yeah. the Packers. Uh, from that respect, I, I definitely think we need to try. I, this is a guy that is he worth a reclamation? Well, you're three and six right now, Dan. I think you should be willing to try anything. And yeah. former first round pick, you've got now a, a guy on the roster. Coach Barry has said, you know, he'd love to move Darnell Savage back to the top. And he feel like he's have the guy on the roster to put back at safety. Uh, and now does he have that? guy with Jonathan Ape on the roster. Uh, well, let's find out, honestly. And, and then, is this an opportunity to get an extra DB out up here, whether that's cornerback at Kajak Nixon, who's, who's done pretty adequately pretty as well. I think in the, the snaps he's been over. Uh, perhaps that allows, you know, Darnell Savage to be in more of a role, uh, and he doesn't need to think about his responsibility for covering a certain quadrant of the field just hasn't been a strength of his. And can he freelance and just try to make the plays? And, and uh, that's been something we've been talking about all season is it just doesn't feel like the defense. It's been good and okay at times, and at times just hasn't really been dialed in for a full four quarter. Um, but uh, uh, overall, just has lacked a little bit of creativity and aggressiveness and swagger. And so maybe that's something that, if it doesn't work, the worst case is it doesn't work and, and you kind of know what you've got with Darnell Savage moving forward. Um, so yeah. why not see if it works and if this is a more natural fit in Coach Barry's defense and if we can get him turned around, you know, then we've got an answer. No, I, I hear that. Now, it's 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 a hard thing to look at, right? I, I and I'm looking at comments. We're going to talk David Henderson. What's up, Dave? Um, we're, we'll talk about the offense here in a little bit. And I want to answer that question about Aaron Rodgers, but um, I'll tell you what. Uh, there, I, I feel like we're still searching for answers, right, across the board here. Um, is there anybody? Looking even at matchups, Wags, and maybe it doesn't matter, right, against the Dallas Cowboys. Does it matter at this point who we're matching up against? I don't know. But um, looking this week, do you see any matchups against the Dallas Cowboys where you go, okay, we can maybe find some some wins here or, or find ways to exploit this Dallas Cowboys offense? Because, I mean, I'll tell you what. You and I are optimistic Packer fans, and I said they were three and five. They're three and six. I think I'm in denial, um, saying that they were three and five. I'm still thinking about three and five Green Bay Packers. We're three and six. 
Um, I still want to get some wins here. I'm not one of those fans that's looking at draft potential. I want to go win some football games. So how are we going to take on this Dallas offense this week as a Green Bay Packers defense? Yeah, uh, well, it's a great question. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. I would love to say that we, we can't let them walk them off. And that's been a pain for us most of the, the season when it comes to this defense. And I think they actually did pretty adequate last week. We've had a couple of weeks where they've done okay uh, against the run, um, but this is not a week where you can really let them get rid of running the ball because they've got weapons on the outside. And like I said, on paper, if you can go and look at all the statistics on paper, it's not Cooper Rush at point anymore. This week, with this offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, Lamb, he's good. He doesn't scare me that much compared to other receivers we faced around the league. But definitely, he's good enough to hurt. Uh, no doubt about that. I mean, you look at this this pass offense, and um, they don't have a lot outside of receiving. I mean, Michael Gallup has had moments, but super inconsistent. Not not a guy that. You're going to be terribly worried about it. Is he good enough to, to hurt you if you lose track of him? Absolutely. Um, but I, I don't need, what I don't need to see is Tony Pollard, you know, running at will against this package of things. So if Ezekiel Elliott plays, probably on his own account. Uh, but it, this is not a, a, a Dallas offense that's multidimensional. If you're able to slow them down a little bit, they've not been Super close. Uh, I, I know they put up 49 points here in a recent performance, but um, realistically, uh, this is a game that the Packers should really stick to, I think, on the defensive side of the ball. A similar game plan as they did against the Packers. is better than Jared Goff, in my opinion, but is he exponentially better? I, I don't know that he really is. I, and he's He's not someone that's going to hurt you a lot with his legs at this point. I, I think he's going to probably want to protect himself with some of the injuries that he's had. Um, can he at times? Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, honestly, I, I just don't want them to gash us against the run because I think our secondary does match up pretty well against this Dallas uh, passing offense. And so... The, the run game is where they could really get a rhythm and cause us the problem if, if we're not able to pull them check. So that's really my focus this week. But what say you? Is there something else yeah. I'm missing? No, I think you're right. I mean, Lex, I remember, we're old enough to remember four or five years ago. Do you remember when this Dallas Cowboy offensive line was like the cream of the crop? Everybody was talking about this as being the best offensive line in football. That's not the case anymore, right? I mean, it's just not. I, it, they, You know, it's the NFL. Five years is forever. And and I look at Tyler Smith, who's had some injury histories. I look at Terrence Steele on the right side. Um, th- this is an offensive line that I think the Green Bay Packers defensive line can exploit. I think Dean Lowry uh, in particular is somebody that just hasn't been anywhere near as good as he was last season. And uh, the Packers paying him a lot of money, comparative, for his production at this point. 
And um, I'd like to see maybe him start getting phased out a little bit of this defensive line. I'd like the Packers. Listen, you're three and six. I'd like to see. Um, I'd like to see T.J. Slayton get some more snaps on this line. I saw uh, Devontae Wyatt last week starting to get snaps later in that game, and I'd like to see Wyatt continue to get some snaps. At this point, Wags, the Packers spent a first-round pick on Wyatt. T.J. Slayton has shown when he gets higher reps, he can produce. I, I want to see some of these young guys get an opportunity to get out there. And I it feels odd to me that somebody like Dean Lowry is still out there um, soaking up as many snaps as he is. When we seems to have some younger guys behind him that have um, either um, impact and higher snaps or, or high draft potential. So, um, you know, I look at this, uh, this, this offensive line for Dallas Cowboys and I say, you know what? This is an offensive line. I think we can, um, exploit a little bit more uh, with some younger, faster defensive linemen. I'm just, I think I'm down on Dean Lowry at this point. I hate to call out one guy, but, um, I think he's kind of aged out of this, of this defense. And I want to see the Packers really try to exploit it, um, with, with some of these younger defensive linemen. And that's where I'm at right now looking at this. Well, Dan, I was calling for the Packers to call Dean Lowry. So, uh, <laughs> Fair. He, he surprised me last year. I'll give him credit yeah. for that. True. He had a season last year, and that was a surprise to me. Uh, but yeah, he's going to be a free agent after this season. Time to go. Listen, the Packers coaching staff is not going to be in a position of some of the uh, fans of saying we should just lose out and, and play the young guys and get the best draft pick possible. Um, so that's not what they're going to do. They're going to put the best guys out there. But I agree with you. This is a situation where performance-wise, what you're doing from being Lowry at this it's not impact. So why not put the young guys in there and see what they And it might be, it might not be better, but it could be. <laughs> and I don't think it's going to be much worse. It's That's kind right. of the way I look at it. And so, and, and you're not, I would be pretty, pretty mad actually. If Packard brought Dean Lowry back after the season, sure. uh, this should be his last year in Brazil. Uh, you know, he's been a Packer for a while. Good luck to him, but I, I think he's probably uh, at, at the tail end of his career. Uh, he just isn't doing much for So I, I'm in the same boat. Uh, that's been something I've been calling for for a while. Not every week or anything. It's, it's not glaring, but uh, with the guys that we have, that is definitely something that we can do that could help this run game. Uh, get those yeah. guys in there, Slayton. And Wyatt, uh, next to Kenny Park, and let's see what those two, that, those trio of guys can do. Sharon Reed played pretty well at times this year. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. comfortable even though he's, he's probably not long for this Packers roster either. Uh, I'm comfortable with him continuing to be out there. Performing. At least he's showing up at times yep. and making something. Um, Team Lowry, it's just like he's in the existing guy. I agree. Wait. Um, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to no, say... No, I was going to ask you if you had anything else on the defensive side before we go to a commercial break. I, I mean, I'm curious what your what your take is. Uh, not really. I, I guess, you know, just looking at some of the other Packers-Cowboys games that we've had with that yeah. last century, am I undervaluing or diminishing uh, the impact that he can have at all games? Or do you feel... Like my quick summary of, of what we can expect with this press stop this week is pretty reasonable. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that, I think that ankle injury actually kind of effed up 
<laughs> Dak Prescott. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I think that he, he's a nice football player, but at the end of the day, he was a fourth round pick that's overachieving. It's kind of, honestly, like Tony Romo. Tony Romo is what, seventh round or an undrafted guy, but kind of like an overachieving guy who's going to win you some football games. But at the end of the day, I'm not sure if they're that like upper echelon quarterback. And, and I don't think that Dak's going to be all that mobile. Uh, the question becomes, are the Packers going to be able to get some pressure? So far this year, this Packers defense has done, I think, an admirable job um, against an, uh, a decent offenses. But, you know, when the offense isn't helping them out, it just gets – they get long in the tooth and they get beat as the game wears on. So uh, the question becomes this week, uh, to your point, can we stop the run? If we're able to stop the run and make Dak Prescott sit back there and throw the football, can we get off the field on third down? That's the next question. We're really good on those one and two down, but it seems like on third and long, we've had some challenges this year. So that's, you know, there, there's a process here with this Green Bay Packer defense. But I, I do like Razul Douglas on the outside. And I don't want to see Eric Stokes injured long term. Uh, but I do like the idea of Razul on the outside, whether it's Keyshawn Nixon, Darnell Savage, or otherwise, against this Dak Prescott passing game. I like what this Packer defense potentially can do. Now, the offense is going to be another question. We'll get to that in a second. But I do like, I, I think that we can minimize what Dak Prescott can do against his defense. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, folks, thanks for all, all the comments in the chat. I think we're going to get to some of those, but before we do that, yeah, let's sure. take a quick break. So stick with us. Um, let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, so just imagine this scenario, Jason Crosby, lining up for an outside kick. In one of these weeks, we're going to get this opportunity. We're going to get one! Our slim stakes are high. Packers got a five-game losing streak on the line. You're pulling racing. He kicks it. You watch it as the ball lands. And that's what every play is like with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And their unbeatable offer right now, two customers can make any $5 NFL bet. You get $200 in free bets. Yeah, Wags, I'll tell you what, buddy. Um... The, uh, checking this out. Uh, in addition to the uh, usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. And I, I look at this week, we're talking week 10 right now, right, Wags? And, and I look at some of these matches. I look at the Seahawks versus the Buccaneers, um, whether it's the Saints versus the Steelers. Everybody, Wags, is going to have their picks this week of, of games that they want to bet on. Help. Even Green Bay Packers at home against the Dallas Cowboys. There's matchups this week, Wags. Um, and, and, and there's all these games, there's all these players that we're excited about. But I'll tell you what, to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Yeah, and I don't know if there's any same-game parlays you like, but then I, I'd be hammering the hunt, the under in the Packers Cowboys game, 42. Totally. Totally agree. One of the same game parlays. Now you can decide what other direction you want to do, but, uh, <laughs> I don't see this as a high scoring game at all. No. So, uh, so folks, anyway, thanks so much for checking out DraftKings. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You come up with CPPM. Get a $200 and free bets. If you win, just place $5 bet. 
any NFL football game, only a drafting sportsbook using code PPPN, minimum age of 65. Team show notes. So, Dan, I'm going to hand this over to you. I think let's, let's hit yeah. up some of these comments in the chat. So, um, yeah. let's hit that up. We can talk a little bit, um, based on some of the questions we have here and I'll lead in some of the, uh, discussion on the offensive side of the ball, uh, and then sure. anything that's not in it, kind of hit up on, on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, I mean, real talk, guys. This Packers offense is kind of a mess. Um, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, and, and I, I, I'm reading some of these comments right now. And, and David, what's up, brother? Um, we lose. Aaron Rodgers should be benched. Let's see what Jordan Love can do. I, I mean, that, you're not saying what some Packer fan, you know, you're not alone. Some Packer fans are saying that. I don't see that happening. Matt LaFleur is not going to bench Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's been on this guy's hip uh, since he came to Green Bay. If you bench Aaron Rodgers now, the Packers just gave Aaron a three-year deal. He's making $50 million this year. They're not benching Aaron Rodgers. That's where I'm at, Wags. I want to hear your input, of course, as well. But I, I don't see Aaron Rodgers um, getting benched, quote-unquote, until the last couple games, and they'll blame it on some kind of injury as he's getting older, and then Jordan Love might slide in. We saw that with Brett Hundley a few years ago, but I don't see Aaron Rodgers getting benched anytime soon. Yeah, probably not, uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if they have some games here in the next few weeks that get out of hand if Aaron Rodgers isn't playing in the late third quarter. I don't know what it tells you. Is that a bench or maybe, maybe not? I, I, so we'll see. Um, I, I, you know, honestly, it kind of just bumps me out to have the discussion. So we're talking about I, this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like, I get get it. It's like someone's got to be accountable. So David, I'm not picking on your observation. No. It's 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 a fair. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, like, how does that really benefit us? I, in, in objective is, I guess, my question. Um, so let's go out there. I just want to win. I, you said it earlier, Dane. It's it sucks to lose football games. I'm not used to it. Are the Packers really going to make a run at this? Nothing that we've seen in the last month plus tells us. So I'm not like sugarcoating the situation at all. So don't get me wrong. But uh, I just want to go out there and get the win. Right, let's see how many wins we can get. Let's snap this five-game losing streak. And um, you know, let's let's see if we can play some better football. Now. Yeah, I think that's really what I'm looking for. Um, so I don't know if that's a real solution, but we will definitely see. Um, so, Dana, let's, 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 I think there's some more comments coming in here, but um, honestly, I just want to touch on a couple of things with Patrick offense. We're looking at this, it appears that the offensive line uh, that played last week with both Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari for only the second time this season. And it looks like both of them are practicing again today. So yeah. we see what actually happens. I think Ellen Jenkins is good. Uh, David Bakhtiari is always a who knows up until Sunday. But um, offensive line is, is coming together. Um, so mm-hmm. that's one silver lining. Uh, they did not build on that game in Buffalo uh, with running the football. Right. Last week, um, that's that's the negative. The offense looked as bad as it could possibly look against the worst defense in the league yeah. last week. And Aaron Rodgers looked as bad, and this kind of <laughs> caps on David's observation 
that's as bad as he's looked in a long, long time. And again, I said last week, game plan, let's throw the ball more uh, in between the 20s, get down into the red zone, make sure to run the ball. Detroit's terrible at run zone rush defense. And what do we do? We've got first and goal, and we're passing the ball, yep. and we throw the interceptions. I don't get it. And that's what killed us. If we just run the ball in those situations, uh, punch the ball over the goal line, uh, we might be, that's a whole different ballgame. And if, 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 right. I get it. But, um, but it's like the Packers are making things look so much more difficult than they need to be on the offensive side of the ball. I, I'm curious what you think about this. Did that game against Detroit seem a little bit like Buffalo, Aaron says, okay, Coach LaFleur, we'll do it your way. And then Detroit's my turn. Uh, I want to do it my way. It certainly didn't work out there for everyone. That's a great way to put it, Meg. So, I, you know, you're, I, I totally agree with you, and I, I hadn't thought about it that way. But it does feel like that. And you know what's frustrating about that? You, Buffalo, I feel like we look more complete. And, and against Detroit, with, with the way it was just kind of ragged. It didn't feel right. There was no flow to the offense, clearly. And, and you're right. When we got near the goal line, especially, it was sickening. Um, that second down play, I, and, and forgive me, folks. I know we're running a Packer podcast here, but I've kind of blocked it out of my brain, uh, what quarter that was in, uh, where Rodgers on second down throws a fade route and Watkins kind of does an in route. Whatever that, whatever quarter, whenever that happened, it made me sick to my stomach watching that play series. Um, I feel like the Packers, what, they had three plays, second, third, and fourth down to run at, what, a yard? And they decided not to do it. I also, Wags, I don't understand, and, and with all due respect to A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, for despite his smaller stature um, for an NFL running back, he's very good at getting short yardage downs. He's very good at picking up short yardage. And, and the Packers have seemed to have gone away from him this year on some of these short yardage plays. And, and, and all of this culminates in just not a lot of success near the, uh, near the goal line. And I just, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but I'm just frustrated. I'm frustrated by how this season's going. I'm frustrated by how the offense of, uh, how the offense looks. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand the Aaron Rodgers, um, playbook in week nine against the Detroit Lions. They just didn't look um, like like a complete offense whatsoever, and we saw it in the scoreboard. Um, Rodgers threw three interceptions. They just they looked poor, and Rodgers looked about as bad as I can remember. Yeah, well, in the first interception he threw, uh, it was an RPO. Uh, Rodgers said after the game, yeah, I should have stuck with the run ball. And he loved it. should have run the ball. And and so it's like, what is his mentality with if he is taking that approach? And like, I'm glad he admitted he should have stuck with the run call in that RPO. But like, what does that say also, the fact that he did it in that situation? Right. And I know it's always easy to look at a replay and, and say, oh, well, A.J. Dillon would have walked into the end zone if he was in the ball off. But A.J. Dillon would have walked into the end zone if he would have handed that ball uh, and, you know, and then the, the second time they're inside, uh, you've got first and goal from the one, you throw on first down with first and goal from the one. Incomplete. 
Second down, you run straight up the middle with A.J. Dillon. Defense yeah. pitchers in. And then third down, we throw, like, a terrible play call to Sammy Watkins. Wasn't even close. And then on fourth down, we're throwing again to David Bakhtiar. What and, is that? Uh, so it's like, you know, what, what, like, what are we doing? If you want to do something crazy and try to throw the ball to David Bakhtiari, uh, don't do it on fourth down, please. Is, is that, and so that's what I'm talking about. And that's a coaching issue yeah. right there, but, but, um, it's a coaching and quarterback because they're not on the same page. They haven't been on the same page all season. Aaron wants to do an offense the way that he's always wanted to play it. They don't have the personnel to execute that. Um, or if they do, he is refusing to work with those guys. And this is the result. It is just play, plain and simple. This is the result. Everybody deserves play. And uh, yeah. this is a team that was designed to run the ball. And I know Aaron Jones got hurt, but it was pretty late in the game. And once again, he only had nine carries last week against Detroit. And Detroit was selling up to stop the run. I get it. I get it. But there's other teams around this league that have figured out a way to run the ball effectively in the second half to stick to it, stick to your game plan. And it's like the Packers continue to fight against themselves. So what does that mean for this week against Detroit? Um, well, I don't know. Romeo Dobbs is probably going to be out at least a few weeks. He, he has put on an IR at this mm-hmm. point, but I really don't expect him to play. We'll have Alan Lazar, and I thought he had a pretty good game last week. That's about as much as you can ask for from Alan Lazar, realistically. Um, Christian Watson, I, I mean, the dude can't stay healthy. It, it looks like he got kind of taken Dang. off here because it's a new world order. He didn't really have a concussion. He said the wind knocked out of him, but Spotter pulls him. They won't let him go back in. He's coming off a concussion. He's a concussion protocol. He's not on the injury list anymore. So, you know, I'd love to sit here and say the Packers, can we just run the ball? Can that be our game plan? But it seems like we've got a coach and quarterback that can't get on the same page. Right. With, you know, I'm making a four quarter offensive game plan that's predicated on doing the things that personnel wise. They should be doing. So, <laughs> you know, we can sit here every damn week and say the Packers should run the ball more, but they're not doing it. So I know just as bad as Coach LaFleur in the press conferences if we sit here and say, well, well this is the week we're going to run the ball more. I don't think it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so, so then I ask you, like, well, yeah. this, if the Packers are going to break the five-game winning streak, the offense is going to have to do something this week. So is Aaron just magically going to place much better because he's pissed at himself for playing so poorly? Does he have the ability to bounce back and raise all ties at this point? Nothing that's happened so far as Jesus tells me he can. But is that his plan? Like, is that what he wants to do? And are we going to just have to give in to that and allow Aaron Rodgers to do what he needs to do to feel good about what the Packer offense I mean, probably not, uh, is my honest answer. I, I don't know if they, you mentioned, they don't have the personnel to, for Aaron to just sit back there and wing it, right? It's, it's just, I, I don't have an answer. 
for what this Green Bay Packers offense is going to do this week against Dallas. I look at Dallas up and down, and they've got guys that can play, right? I mean, I look at Van Der Esch, uh in the middle of that defense. I look at somebody like a Trayvon Diggs who, you know, is a bit of a stat chaser as far as I'm concerned, but he still gets those stats, right? He's a guy who's an opportunist, and I don't think the Packers have any uh, offensive weapons outside of an Aaron Jones that can really push uh, downfield and be those deep threats. And Christian Watson, he's all, um, at this point, potential. We haven't seen it, right, in the, in the game. So um, I have a lot of concerns this week about what this Green Bay Packer offense can do. And and we have a quarterback that I, I love Aaron. Aaron's best. He's my favorite player. But is he going to play within an offense? I don't know if that's the case. And wait, you said it all, right, man? I, I, he and, and LeFleur are certainly not on the same page this year. Aaron wants to wing it and kind of sling it a little bit. And I just don't think we have the guy. Sammy Watkins has not been the guy to do it. Who's he throwing to that makes you think that he can dig out? I just don't know if we have that this year. So I'm not sure what the answers are going to be, uh, especially, I mean, we have three wins early in the year. We've lost five in a row. What are the answers? Um, you know, but we, at the end of the day, though, all of that aside, Rogers making $50 million a year. So I, I'm going to have to say, yeah, Aaron's going to have to dig us out and find a way to win this football game. Otherwise, what are we doing with this? Um, so that's the, at the end of the day, that's what I'm going to have to lean on is we're going to rely on this, uh, back to back MVP, Aaron Rodgers, to find a way to go win some football games for us. Oh, I was just muted. I apologize. Maybe it was one of those things too. Where, um, let's like we were talking about getting some of the young guys in there. Uh, maybe it's just let's let's we've got what we've got. So if Christian Watson's healthy, let's take advantage of whatever window. Uh, and I mean, I I hope for his sake. I don't think he'd be snarky, but I hope for his sake no. he will stay healthy. But let's take advantage of whatever window we have to see what we have with Christian Watson uh, this week. So, hey, let's, let's see what we can do with it. <laughs> Whatever window we have this week. I love it. I mean, it's the reality, though, is dude, dude gets tackled, he gets hurt. And, and we're not trying to be jerks, right? But that's the reality. It's it's very frustrating for us. We spend a second round pick on a guy who seems to hold every time he gets hit, right? Sorry, it's true. Yeah, and this is a Cowboys defense that predicated on getting faster before that. Obviously, Marcus Mike Parsons uh, is having a, uh, quite honestly, a defensive player of the year type of, of season. And so the Cowboys' pass defense is very, very good because it's hard to get rid of football. They've got corners that play aggressively and try to be physical with you at the line of scrimmage. Um, they like to force uh, opposing offenses and making mistakes. Um, the last couple of seasons, they have taken it down to a lot of opposing uh, offense. So we know Aaron Rodgers doesn't like to throw interceptions. Last week, he threw a handful. So <laughs> he's going to have to get rid of football. He can't just stay back there and be afraid to make a play because he's afraid of throwing an interception. So we'll see what his, his mentality is, I think, pretty early on. Uh, but um, he's going to have to be aggressive, get rid of the ball quickly. Uh, and we're going to have to be able to run the ball. Yes, there I did it again. Now again this week. Um, and so it, it's 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 keeping him off balance. It is Micah Parsons, someone that David Bakhtiari and Josh Nyman are going to be able to handle. 
alone, depending on what side he's lined up on. Uh, we'll see. I, I think they're going to try to do what they can there, but they might need, even David might need a little bit of help. So uh, if they want, if Packers want to try to get a vertical pass off and going, Aaron's going to have to have time to throw. Uh, the interior of this offensive line, I think, has been much better with the reshuffling that they did with, with Al yeah. Jenkins uh, sure. forward and, and left guard and, and certainly with John Runyon Jr. It's a little mixed up, but I think they'll probably go this week at, at right hand. So, um, you know, I, I'm not terribly concerned about the Cowboys' pass rush up the middle. Uh, I think we, we showed things up pretty well. So you're really talking about moving the pocket, giving Aaron some time to throw, and uh, let's see what some of these other young guys can do. It's not only about this week, Christian Watson, Bob Tanyan, um, and Salam Zard. And then uh, let's let's continue to see if we can uh, have a, a, a streak of games that Aaron Jones gets more than 10 points in a game. Uh, that streak ended at one last week. So maybe we can, can get the streak going again and see if we can go get to two uh, starting with this week. Wiggs, I, I want to ask you a question. Um, so we're 10 weeks into this year. Um, what is the strong point of this Green Bay Packer offense? Is it a reshuffled offensive line four times over? And that's an honest question. What's the strong point of this offense at this point? The strong point of this offense is drawing pass interference flags and, and getting first down. <laughs> I think one other thing that we have in our favor is we, we know Coach McCarthy will bundle the uh, uh, timeout this week. Oh, it's going to be good. It would be extremely disappointing. Will this Packer offense take advantage of that? Probably not. Uh, but at the same time, we'll get an opportunity. Uh, will Aaron Rodgers uh, be playing better? Just because, you know, no matter what he says, that he and McCarthy are, are probably not the biggest fans of each other at this point. Yes. And, uh, Aaron Rodgers more so on his end than I would say McCarthy probably is on his end of things. But, um, they're both going to want to stick it to each other. Don't get, don't get, don't kid yourself. McCarthy's going to want to come into Green Bay, like, and, and prove that he's an amazing coach. And the thing is, 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 as horrible as this Packer offense has looked all season, I actually have more optimism that Aaron can do more to stick it to McCarthy than the other way around. I feel like McCarthy trying to stick it to Aaron and, and the Packer organization is something that he'll overcoach and overthink things and shoot himself in the foot. So can the Packers please take advantage of when that inevitably happens, whether that's a flag, whether that's inopportunity usage of timeout or whatever it might be. Uh, we'll see, uh, but um, I, I would sure love to see that happen, and, and maybe the Packers are able to go into the half with a lead. Uh, hopefully, we can get some uh, turnovers in the second half, and, and to me, that's the path to victory. Let's run yeah. the ball in the second half. I don't see this Packer offense coming out and, and lighting up this uh, Cowboys. The Cowboys got yeah. a good defense, and so they're going to force some things. The key is just not to turn the ball over. And uh, for Aaron not to sit there and hold onto the ball and take sacks in situations where we're in a position to potentially get the point if he can get rid of football, give these receivers a chance to catch the ball. Uh, when he's done that this year, they've rewarded quite a bit. Um, so uh, he's been more of a gunslinger this year, as crazy as it sounds, than he's been in the last four or five years of his career. 
Uh, unfortunately, it just hasn't translated to success. And it's not because of any particular reason other than this is such a disjointed uh, offense. And, and we've had injuries up front. Uh, so I'm not going to make excuses for this. But, um, but Dane, I, I don't know if you have any other path ways uh, for the Packers. I, I'm not holding my no, I mean, I honestly, buddy, I'm curious about your leap uh, vodka players of the week at this point because, um, you know, this is a game, Wags, that could come down to like who's special on the field. Is are the Packers going to find somebody who's special on the offensive side or the defensive side? Because uh, I, I'll tell you what, this is a, this is a team that at times I would argue doesn't have the um, doesn't have the passion. Uh, and I hate to say passion, but they don't seem to have the fire, right? The fire to win football games. So this week, can we find an individual who's going to step up and absolutely ball out and just take over a football game? We haven't had it much this year. Um, but that's what I want to see this year. Offensive side, defensive side. That's what I'm looking for. Wait, you're on mute. Thank you. I apologize. I've said it for a while. Uh, so what we've lost from the coaching staff is uh, we don't have that ability to really create urgency and accountability. Yeah. Coach talks accountability for himself and the players, but that's just not the type of coach he is. That's not his personality. It's not. And right. unfortunately, that's also a big reason we've lost five straight games. Um, now, uh, that's going to sound like a damning thing to say about Coach Lutheran. Uh, I think he's a good coach. I still do. I, I really I do. do. I do too. But he isn't a good coach for this particular team. Unfortunately, right now, uh, this season, in this moment. Uh, and uh, so hopefully he learns a little bit from that. But um, the uh, we need someone in this moment. I'm not saying long-term this is even a good thing. But in a moment like this, with the season on the line and in crisis mode, the last couple of weeks, uh, you really need someone that's going to light a fire under the team, and that's just not his style. Um, short term, that's probably what we really need. Now, does that really help players go out and play better on Sunday? If you're terrible, probably not in the grand scheme of things. But to your point, I, I think you know that urgency just hasn't translated, and, um, and he treats the players well, like professionals, and expects them to go out there and do their job. So I'm not thinking of them hold them accountable behind closed doors. But we 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 just haven't had that. So who on this roster as a player, as a leader, is yeah. going to be bad? And I just look across this roster, and I, I really don't see that. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of the personality of this team. It's lacked urgency from the moment we kicked off preseason training, from the coaches and from the players. The way that they prepared for this season was very much Lacking urgency, lacking cohesion, mm-hmm. lacking identity. It's carried into the season, and here we are. So, yeah. um, so we can't be surprised by this. We, we really shouldn't be surprised by this. We've been spoiled by their success the last few years, and I've assumed that that was going to be the way things would go this year. Uh, well, guess what? It's hard to win in the NFL. It's hard to win. And unfortunately, when you are lukewarm and you don't have that sense of fire and urgency at the moment, this is what can happen. 
Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll see if this is a week that the Packers can turn things around. We're at home. Uh, I think if the Packers can force some turnovers on the defensive side of the ball, that's going to work. That's going to be what wins us the game this week. Uh, I, I don't see the Cowboys coming in and, and putting up a bunch of points either. Um, so mm-hmm. that could be the difference in this game, and and so hopefully uh, the offense can be just enough. I don't think they're gonna all of a sudden look amazing, but um, if they can be just enough, and the mm-hmm. defense can force a couple turnovers, to me that's the pathway to victory this week, and um, I'll take it all week. Yeah. Well, Wags, how about we go into these X factors? Uh, these um, these uh, leap vodka X factors. Of week 10 already went week 10 and I'm going to defer to you. Um, I, and let's talk. We're, we're on the offense. Let's talk about the offense, folks. If you have an X factor on the offense that you think could step up this week, drop it in the chat. Um, Wags X factor, leap spirits. Who you got on the offense this week? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I said it last week. I'm going to say it again this week. I'm going to go with Christian Watson on the offensive side of the ball, and uh, it looks like he's going to play, and uh, uh, to me, he could be a true X-factor in the passing offense, and we don't have to get Devontae Adams like production uh, for yeah. that to be the case. Um, we just need something to take the top off of opposing defenses, and I, is that that's like the pressure valve of this entire offense right now, and could that blow things open? I Probably not, but it would be instrumental to the highest degree. And all of a sudden, you know, that could open up more lanes. You're not going to get teams like Detroit was last week selling out against the run if they know that Aaron has the capability of coming from the top. They tried it a little bit with Alan Lassard last week and were able to complete a couple of them. And, and one that was very close to being completed. Um, and Allen wasn't quite able to come down with it. So it, it's, it, they're, they're trying. Uh, he's not, I don't think uh, Allen is the guy that we can rely on. We could believe that field structure. Uh, so I'm looking for Christian Lawson. We've got him this week. Let's see what the young man can do. And uh, let's hope that he can provide a spark in, in that uh, passing game. And perhaps that, that helps us offense. Look like it's slightly more insane. Yeah, no, I I like that a lot. It's a good bold prediction for me, Wags. And we've got comments in the chat. Uh, Dobbs, Dobbs is actually out this week. It looks like he's going to be out for a few weeks uh, with with an injury. Aaron Jones, I like the Aaron Jones pick. Uh, in the comments, John, um, you know, Aaron, limited participant in practice, but I think he's going to play uh, definitely the best player, I think, the most explosive player on the offensive side. Wags, this week, um, I'll tell you what, Leaf Spirits, offensive player, I'm going to go back to my pick from last week, too. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I'm calling it out again, two weeks in a row. Uh, $50 million man, he's our quarterback. Um, he has not played up to the standards of Aaron Rodgers over the the, uh, the the first nine games of this year. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers got to go out and dig out and go beat Mike McCarthy at home against uh, against Dallas Cowboys at Lambeau Field. That's a reality. Aaron Rodgers got to go win a football game. Uh, the offense doesn't have a ton of talent uh, in the skill positions. I like the offensive line, though. I like the running backs. 
I want Aaron Rodgers to go and take this game over and do what we're expecting him to do. Think about it, Luegs, like an NBA basketball game. Sometimes you just need your star player to go win a basketball game. I want Aaron Rodgers to take the ball in his hand and figure out a way to win. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. And he was an X factor in a negative race last week. So it was a good pick either way. Right. It was a good last week, and I think it's a good, good pick this week. So, uh, Dan, I'll let you lead off. You have anything to yeah, um, you know what? I'll tell you what. I, I, I've thought about this a little bit uh, going into this one, and um, there's a number of guys we could pick, but I'm just going to go with Razul Douglas. Um, I, I don't know what it is. Dak Prescott's going to sling that football a little bit. I think Razul Douglas can be a guy who can play. He's playing on the outside this week, uh, as we would expect. Um, with the Eric Stokes injury. Eric Stokes uh, going to be out for a while, maybe the remainder of the year. I think Razul Douglas more in place with where he should be playing, and I think he could have a really big week against his Dallas Cowboys offense. So I'm going to go Razul Douglas. He's been close to a few interceptions so far this year. Has not been able to get his hands entirely on one. This is the week he does it. I think Stokes will get a pick, the, or excuse me, Razul Douglas will get a pick this week against Dallas. Yeah, and David uh, Henderson didn't can uh, and Connery. I think that's I like it, David. I I would go with you on that, but I'm going to go with the new guy that they brought in. It's truly a X factor. Love and, it. And Jonathan Abram. Yes. I don't know if it's going to be a, a box score impact, but Jonathan Abram, known as a physical guy that likes to get in there and hit, he can play special teams. I don't know if we'll see him on special teams this week. Love uh, it. But it's more about how can we get Donald Savage slotted into maybe 